For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Blake Street Irregulars podcast. Ronnie Court, your host this week for the Blake Street Irregulars podcast. Should see Sean Drotar back in a little bit as he gallopans around, uh, well, Italy and all those different places. So filling in, and of course, my guest host today, Trevor Rich as well, too. You can find him on Twitter. Trevor, welcome to uh, the Blake Street Irregulars podcast, your second time back. Where can they find you on Twitter? Thanks for having me. They can find me at Trevor P. Rich on Twitter. You can find me at Ronnie K. Radio. Today, we are going to talk about the Colorado Rockies being buyers or sellers. This is a Colorado team that skirted around 500 for now. The pros and cons to both. But first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Of course, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap. 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela in that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair. Just terrific rooftop views. And then, well, on the weekends, before the Rockies game, I guess you could say it's pre-gaming. Then you go to the Rockies. Then you come back after the game at Tap 14. You can find them on the web, tap14.com. That's tap14.com. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, always posting about the Rockies inside the clubhouse. Trevor has been writing about the Rockies all summer long uh, for Mile High Sports. You can catch his work at milehighsports.com. Your latest talking about buyers or sellers. And let's start with the good. Let's start uh, talking about them being buyers and why they should, because you list a couple reasons why. Uh, Let's talk about this first one. Sounds good. That first reason is Colorado is a team built to win now. They have two MVP caliber players and Nolan Arenado and Charlie Blackman, and you don't necessarily want to waste those type of talents. Mm -hmm. You never really have two MVP type players on your team, and when you have those guys, you should be able to win a World Series. Yeah, and I think that, you know, this particularly, and I know this is going to branch into you, one of your other uh, reasons you wrote about, but the Nolan Arenado factor. Mm-hmm. You know, this is kind of the dynamic that uh, looms over the clubhouse. I know it's the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about, yep. but the fact of the matter is that Nolan Arenado, a key part to this team, what in my eyes is the greatest third baseman, not only on the Rockies uh, in franchise history, Definitely. but I think in MLB history. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. about an incredible glove at third base, um, a guy who's just going to hit uh, 315, 320 every single year with 30 dingers and, you know, 100 plus RBIs driven in. I mean, he's just an incredible talent. But in making sure you impress him, because I think if you were a seller, just a hint of that. Just a hint. In fact, just a hint of staying put and being neutral feels like that is a major, major swear when it comes to the needle as far as where Nolan Arenado is when it comes to staying long term. It definitely is because Nolan wants to win. He said that he wants yeah. to be a part of a winning team. Nolan's already made quite a bit of money over his career. I'm I'm sure that his salary arbitration deal this year is around $14 million. He's getting and let's face it, his next contract, it's yeah, going to be a massive deal. Exactly. No matter if he stays with Colorado or if he goes to the West Coast or something like that. But no one wants to win. He loved winning the World Baseball Classic when he was on Team USA. That was a big moment for Nolan. He wants more of those moments in Major League Baseball. And, sure. And if he sees the Rockies selling at the deadline, that's kind of showing that you know they're not ready to win a World Series. And I think Nolan wants to get to that moment right now. And and it would be huge for Colorado. Um 
if they were to continually be buyers because I think they've done everything right so far. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, know, you cannot blame them for almost any of their moves when it comes to the Nolan dynamic. You know, sure. investing in the bullpen, they put $100-plus plus million into that, more than any baseball team ever. I mean, how, how could you not like what you saw, at least as a hitter, if – Staying put long term was a was a factor in the future. Uh, bringing back Carlos Gonzalez, oh, yeah. you know, a guy <laughs> who in the locker or in the clubhouse is uh, just beloved and somebody who, you know, uh, Nolan has said it multiple times, uh, is somebody who is very close to him and and it helped him become the player he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot there that they've done correctly, but. This upcoming deadline going to be a huge one. But let's also talk one more. Also, the bullpen as well too. Yes. The bullpen's interesting. It's like what you said, Ronnie. Jeff Breidich has made a lot of right moves for Colorado. Sure. This last offseason, he spent over $100 million on that bullpen. Which we're now seeing apparently is <laughs> yeah. not correct. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you can't necessarily blame us all on him because yes. he went out and found the talent. Brian Shaw and Wade Davis were two of the most premier guys on the relief well, market. Well, and look, I know fans want to hindsight is twenty. It's easy to say after the fact that exactly. oh my god, they got the wrong guys at the time. Oh, it was wonderful. Who criticized the move? Mm-hmm. Nobody did. I I was a little on the fence when it came to Jake McGee's contract because yeah, I thought was... that was a little more than Jake McGee should have been paid. But overall, at the time of the move, nobody criticized it. Everybody nope. loved the fact that wow, the Rockies are actually spending. It was awesome. They finally open up their checkbooks, which is something that they usually don't do. And it all started last year when they signed Ian Desmond. Mm-hmm. They usually don't go out on the open market and bring in top-tier talent like that. But let's talk about this bullpen and being buyers. Because they've spent so much money, should they look at buying into the bullpen? I would say yes. Even more? Yes. Because you've give, me already, names. give me names. Give me names. You've already invested so much into this bullpen. you got to go out and make it even better. Some guys I really like are Brad Han, who's on the Padres. It's an in-division trade. That one's probably less likely than others. Um, Athletics reliever Blake Trinan. And then you have Orioles reliever Darren O'Day, who's been playing pretty well with a 3.12 ERA. Yeah, and and certainly, you know, uh, here's the thing, too. With the bullpen, if you were to go in and invest in that, you know, you were then adding to the bullpen. And I say that, obviously, you're adding to the bullpen, but I say it in this way. Last year, um, Colorado had a great bullpen, um, but it kind of faded towards the end. Mm -hmm. Greg Holland was essentially replaced by Wade Davis. Uh, Pat Neshek was essentially replaced by Brian Shaw. Exactly. Jake McGee replaces Jake McGee. There was no real addition. It was just bringing in different guys. Investing into the bullpen would actually be now adding another arm, a guy that actually is a presence in the clubhouse and throwing on the mound that they didn't have last year. So that's what I mean by addition Mm -hmm. is that they would actually be adding because last year it was really more about just replacing guys. But Neshek was a trade deadline acquisition. Sure. Half the season you didn't have Yeah, they didn't have Neshek half the season. So you could say having a full season of Brian Shaw kind of outweighs that, but obviously Brian Shaw hasn't been what the Rockies have hoped he'd be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and obviously, you know, when it comes to uh, the players and their production, that's a whole other discussion. But yep. I'm talking about just physical arms. Colorado really just went and just replaced yeah, who they, they did. lost. Exactly. So, uh, certainly going to be interesting to see if they are buyers into that bullpen, particularly because of the fact that, well, you spent so much money already. So, uh, but let's talk about them 
in the event where they are sellers For sure. and they say, you know what? Uh, I believe two games under 500 right now. Uh, currently they are five uh, back of that wild card spot. I mean, this is a team that we haven't really seen them take advantage of the opportunities that were in front of them, particularly in that division that let's face it was sputtering early. Oh, but now all of a sudden here come the Dodgers. Uh, here come the diamondbacks, even the giants playing fairly well. If they were sellers, um, what are you looking at first? Is it those expiring contracts? Oh, I'm definitely looking at those expiring contracts. A name I have in mind that I've been circling for the last couple of weeks is DJ LeMahieu. Yeah. DJ, it's it's sad. DJ is one of the top players in the Rockies organization. He's a fan favorite, and he goes to the ballpark every day player. hitting the ball. Exactly. Yeah. There's not much to him besides him hitting above 300 every single year. But his contract is ending this season, and the Rockies have a guy named Brendan Rodgers up in their farm who's very close to that big league yeah, level. he's a pretty good player. Oh, he's a very good player. He's, he's a pretty good player. I think he's the number 10 prospect in all of baseball right now. It makes a lot of sense for Colorado to deal DJ close to the deadline and get assets, maybe some bullpen arms, so that they can make you know another run to the postseason this year and call up Brendan Rodgers, who's really close to playing for yeah, the Colorado and, Rockies. And and look, Colorado is a team right now that they just have such a logjam in talent. Oh, and yeah. it is going to be difficult for fans to realize. I had a conversation with uh, individuals close to the team back in spring training about the idea that this also kind of an elephant in the room in DJ LeMahieu, and I think DJ knows this, this is kind of it with oh, yeah. Colorado. It, it It is one of those, we thank you for your service. DJ obviously has had his uh, career completely changed, his life changed with what Colorado did with him and, and the skills that he provided and, and, and put out. Now he's going to be set up for a big deal. Uh, but there could be a trade here because uh, you're looking at teams like uh, the Red Sox as yep. a potential match. John Morrissey uh, 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 pointed that out. Uh, with LeMayhew, and, and it's and it's interesting because I, I think, and I, and I hate to go backwards here, but to bring Nolan Arenado back into the mix, I think the Nolan dynamic is huge with this. Because oh, I agree 100%. In the event where Colorado can't go into next year looking at Nolan Arenado and saying, okay, um, we, we need to know, Colorado needs to know what's happening with Arenado by, say, Valentine's Day next year. Oh, yeah. In the event where they don't know, I think you're making a mistake there because you are setting up to just lose everything. If you do know whether he is staying or leaving next year, uh, after next year per se, but if you know at the end of the season, that may set you up with the idea that maybe you are keeping DJ Mm -hmm. Mayhew if you don't trade him uh, because you don't have to give away that $300 million contract to one individual player. Then you are keeping an Adam Adovino. These different names that are, I mean... Those are really those. Those are two all stars. Oh, definitely. You know, um, and so those are going to be. It, it's this interesting dynamic of of assembling the puzzle that Jeff Breidich has got to put together. But certainly, DJ LeMahieu is going to be one of those names. I think that that could be a big deal too. Uh, but let's let's talk a little bit more about the future because uh, you brought up Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy I saw in spring training that just absolutely. You know, we all knew that up here that. He's a good player. He's rated the top 10, top 5 of MLB prospects. But boy, watching him up close, I mean, he really is something special. He's a pro. <laughs> I'm in, And it's one of those things, too, and I want to get your take on this. Um, in the event where Nolan Arenado does walk away, I almost wonder 
if they are in good hands yeah. with a Brendan Rodgers, because gosh, he becomes the next guy. I mean, obviously it's devastating, no matter what you say, what, what you look at it. But Rodgers is a very, very solid prospect coming up, and there are some other prospects coming up too oh, yes. that are very good. Definitely. Brendan Rodgers is by far the best prospect in sure. the Rockies organization, but you have guys like Colton Welker, who's another third baseman. He's the number two prospect in the Rockies organization, and he could fill those shoes of Nolan Arnano saying worse comes to worse, he does walk. And then you have Peter Lambert, who's been playing very well. They for the, like Lambert yes, a lot. He's yes, been playing do. very well. He's got an ERA somewhere in the twos, and he's been playing awesome for. Is he with Lancaster? Or is he with uh, Hartford? I think he's with. I think he's with Hartford. Hartford. Right now. Yeah, but he's I, been pitching I, I could be wrong very well that. for them. Riley Pint. He's been playing for the Boise Hawks right now. He hasn't been playing very well. He's also been fighting injuries, and he's super young. He's probably what twenty years old. And, and Pite's going to be a guy who's going to be down in oh, minors yes. for a while he's, now. He won't be making his major league debut for probably three or four years. So. Yeah, I mean you're you're even talking you're even looking at some arms that are just starting to make their way to the MLB level, or even uh, have been at the MLB level. Uh, let's talk about Jeff Hoffman, yep. uh, who's not getting enough time. Yancy yep. uh, Almonte, who who just we just finally saw come up. <laughs> and he pitched well, you, you know, and so and then. And there's guys who are on the roster that Colorado still, again, I talk about that logjam, Ryan McMahon, uh, Rymel Tapia, Sensatella. David Dahl, Antonio Sensatella. These are all young, quality yes. guys who just can't see the field because <laughs> there's just no time. Well, so. it's like they brought back cargo and that logjam, even that sure. outfield more, you know? Yeah. And then David Dahl got hurt, which was very unfortunate. But even before that, they had like probably five or six outfielders who could probably play every day for every MLB team. So in the event where they are sellers, I think there is a very quality future there. I think yes. it goes back to Jeff Breidich and how he's going to assemble these pieces of the puzzle because he's got the entire puzzle there. He does. There's no doubt. There's a lot of talent there. It's just making sure that it's assembled correctly because, you know, with every move, there's a there's a counter on the other side of the table that is affected. You know, there's a, there's a consequence of either, you know, maybe there's a weakness there or maybe there's a log jam. And I think with Colorado, there is a lot of that log jam. Definitely. And I think that's why they should be sellers. Let's get to our opinion here. Uh, I, I think they, or excuse me, I think they should be buyers. Yeah, for sure. um, you know, Rymel Tapia, I, I think is a quality player. But uh, I just don't know if I see anything special out of Tapia. He's really fast. He's also very poor on the on the base pass. Yes. Um, a move like moving him, Ryan McMahon, and then maybe a, a a Welker who's in the minor leagues to go and get a well established big name bat or maybe starter exactly could be something that you know a you're obviously helping out your pitching and or hitting because both really just right now are just not very good but b then you're also kind of catering to that dynamic kind of catering to that idea that we are the Colorado Rockies and we are no longer the Colorado Rockies of old. We are going to be chasing mm -hmm. championships. We are going to go for uh, being buyers and, and playing in the big boy realm. They've done that so far. We'll see if they do that coming up. Should they be buyers or sellers in your mind? Buyers 100%. I think, like you said, trading a Ryan Maltapi, a Ryan McMahon, who they just sent down again for who knows whatever reason. But they have a lot of prospects for their future, but they also have a lot of prospects that they can use in terms of a trade. You know, Ian Desmond's starting been playing a little better as of late, so maybe not necessarily going out and get a first baseman. I know that you've been really high on Jose Abreu. I like him. I, I like think him a lot. what this team needs the most is go out and get a veteran starter. 
I know Chris Archer has been available with the Tampa Bay Rays. I know this one's kind of crazy, but I know Matt Harvey's available for the Cincinnati Reds. He's been pitching pretty well for them, and I know that they're going to be looking to flip him at the deadline. There's well, and you're looking at the two we just saw, uh, Jacob DeGrom, exa- exa- you know, Syndergaard, exactly. uh, who the Mets, who of course just came in, Rockies won uh, three or four. And what's hard about, what's going to cost with a Noah Syndergaard or Jake DeGrom, you may be looking at having to give up Brendan Rodgers for those two. That's why I don't I don't think Jeff Bridich is going to be looking to trade Brendan Rodgers. Yes, correct. I don't think the Rockies are going to be looking to trade that number one prospect, but I definitely could see them trading a Rymel top in. And, and I think man. this is just optimistic thoughts in my mind. I think they could get DeGrom. Oh, without yeah. giving up Brendan Rodgers. I, I think there is a realm where you're talking about McMahon, uh, Tapia, probably Peter Lambert. Lambert. Um, you're going to have to give up a serious part of your farm system with that understanding. But if you know, first of all, we know Jacob deGrom, quality pitcher at Coors Field, first of all. He becomes your bona fide Ace, a guy that every five days stopping the streak or continuing it. And he starts uh, in that wild card game for you. And he starts in the wild card game, yes. And and he is a guy that you can absolutely finally depend on. Uh, I have been very high on Kyle Freeland, and I think he's been the best pitcher so far this year for Colorado. But still, there's a little bit of that young, inexperienced with him. John Gray obviously just hasn't been there. Too inconsistent with Chad Bettis. You stamp of approval put... Jacob DeGrom at the top, oh, no doubt 100%. So I think that's uh, that all the reason enough. If you could do that with the idea that you're not giving up Brendan Rodgers, maybe that's too optimistic. I look at it just with the individuals that I t- talk to. I think that's doable. I think that yeah. is something you could do, but certainly you are going to mortgage a lot of those uh, prospects uh, moving forward well, in the future. On a side note, that's the type of move that shows Nolan Arenado. We're here to compete. Yes. We're here to win. We want you to be a part of our future. Let's go get a championship. He is Trevor Rich. You can find him on Twitter. Trevor P. Rich. Follow me on Twitter. And, of course, your work on Mile High Sports. You're writing about all sports. Uh, Everything. But, but you write a lot about the Rockies. Mostly Rockies because it's summertime. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Broncos are getting really close. Training camp's like five or six weeks away. Once the Broncos report, there's going to be a lot of Broncos content up on there. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, and of course my work at MileHighSports.com as well too. And that's where you can find our friends at Tap 14, who of course uh, just the terrific rooftop views. You go up there uh, after a Rockies game, post game. Maybe it's this weekend because they got a lot of both days. Very very weird Saturday day game. Uh, not used to that, but I tell you what. Game ends, 4 or 5 o'clock. You go on over to Tap 14, enjoy one of the Colorado 70 beers on tap, or maybe two or three or four. Who knows? Uh, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. They've also got brunch in the mornings as well, two from 10 to 2 on the weekends. Be sure to check them out at the web, tap14.com, tap14.com, with links on our website to Tap 14. That would be, of course, milehighsports.com, where you can find archives of the Blake Street Irregulars podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. Thank you so much for listening. You can find archives of the Blake Street Irregulars podcast at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.